I'm J-Mac. And I'm Jess. And you're listening to Base Code Podcast. All right, J-Mac here in another solo episode talking about Shift. This time, I think I'd like to talk about going full-time on Shift, kind of when that happened, the thought process around it, um, kind of the goals that I set for myself. In the last episode, talking about growth rate, I had mentioned that in the beginning, Shift went from 100 runs in the first month to 1,000 runs in the following several months. That really was incredible, and I talked a bit about why that was probably the case and really hasn't been since. But in this episode, I want to focus a little bit more about maybe a missed opportunity. Um, so within kind of the founder community, you'll hear the term ramen profitability. And basically, that's when your side project is making enough to kind of take care of your basic expenses. So you're not necessarily living large, uh, but you know you can pay for the things you need and you can eat ramen noodles. So you're basically ramen profitable at that point. And Shift was ramen profitable within the first 10 months. The thing is though, that I didn't go full time on Shift until really two and a half years later. And I think I missed a lot of potential there. And I think this is because I still treated Shift as a side project, something that had seasonal income, and I also still had a really well-paying day job. I just transitioned actually into a consulting role, which paid even more than my current salary. So these were making more than Shift, and as such, it was really hard for me to kind of let those go to do this, you know, side project that's making, you know, maybe 3000 bucks a month. And that's good money. But again, compared to kind of what I had at the day job, it would have been a difficult move. Um, this was still before Izzy. So I, I didn't have my own family. I think Ashley and I had just started dating around that time. So you know, there wasn't really a lot of risk if I wanted to try out shift. But again, I think financially, it just having that that lucrative contract, if you will, was difficult for me to to say, oh, I'm going to go do this other thing. That was probably the biggest reason to really not look at that growth rate, that trajectory, and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really going to knuckle down on this. I'm actually going to tweak pricing and make some more shifts and run some more ads, do some real marketing around this. You know, I just didn't really know enough about all that to, to kind of pick up on that hint. I, I think in retrospect, I probably could have grown shift a lot faster than I did had I gone full time on it a little bit earlier. Now, that's not necessarily to encourage anyone uh, once they're ramen profitable to go all in per se. Uh, that's, that's not what I'm saying, but I think I could have considered it. I, I really wouldn't even say it was a consideration at that time. It was kind of just bonus income, really. So, you know, I took the contract and again, I kept kind of working on shift on the side, um, focusing on, uh, you know, again, being active in the community, like I talked about in the last episode, um, you know, tweaking those prices, talking to other people, but again, still just a side project. I really wasn't making anything extra about it. I was just working uh, on the two new releases and uh, really I wasn't even, you know, spending time refactoring code or anything like that anymore. So. I just kind of worked on it those two times a year. In between, I would, you know, take on podcasts. I would still try to answer questions on, you know, Stack Overflow or the Laracast forum or, or on Twitter. Other than that, I 
kind of just put my focus into the day job. You know, the path that was on now kind of moving into a consultant role, it was something where that looked a bit more promising. So that kind of brought me to um, around April 2018. And so just for a little context within Laravel, that was right around when Laravel 5.7 was released. And I had the option to basically renew my contract for another six months. And I went ahead and renewed, but I had the opportunity to speak at Laracon again in 2018. And so at that point in time, I felt a lot more comfortable kind of incorporating Shift into the talk. I didn't want to necessarily sell Shift, but I think there were opportunities at that point, given Shift's size and, and recognition within the community, to kind of give a talk again about some things I noticed uh, as far as code, uh, some statistics around packages that were being used. And so I gave this talk called Laravel by the Numbers, and I really just kind of analyzed a lot of the log data I had and, and, and pieced that together to provide insights. And Laravel 5.8 was released just a few weeks after Laracon. So again, with kind of that recognition, uh, Shift actually had kind of a month over month uh, increase of 30%. And it hit almost 7,000 that month. And so when my contract ended in October, I decided I would go full-time on shift. And at that point, it was still well under my salary. So again, even at 7,000 a month, that wasn't steady. Those were the big months. That was around the release. So maybe it would do 7,000 again in March, but it wasn't necessarily making that much each month. So, you know, you could do math seven times 12 and, you know, basically get to 84K a year, but it that really even isn't the correct annual uh, revenue from shift. So it was still really scary to me to give up on that path. And so, I kind of made myself a bit of a deal. I said, okay, I I saved up the money, not only from Shift, because again, it, at that point in time, it, it was kind of bonus income. So I saved six months worth of uh, Shift's revenue, and I also had saved a little money uh, from the contract itself. And I kind of put that off to the side as, as a dollar amount, and I said, look, for 2019, if this money runs out at any point, you know, because I need to use it to pay expenses because shift isn't growing the way I want, um, you know, or shift goes away even, you know, again, it was all just very uncertain still, even though the numbers looked so promising, you know, and had this, had this great trajectory, it was still just a side project in my mind. So I, I don't know why I didn't treat it a little more real. It was making real money. Um, you know, I say bonus, but again, this is compared to, you know, my paycheck. So it's one of those things where, you know, anyone who's maybe done it before would have looked at it and said, Oh, yeah, you you know, you're fine, you're gonna be fine. But, um, you know, it was still it was still a little scary. And again, I'm a frugal person. So, you know, I didn't want to give up on some of this extra money that shift was earning. So while I, I was willing to kind of say, I'll put this off to the side, you know, I think had I dipped into that savings too quickly, I, I definitely would have gone back and got a day job. Of course, the next release, Laravel 6.x, was what they called an LTS release. It was long-term support. And this, of course, Im immediately uh, raised an alarm. I was very worried that, okay, people are going to upgrade to Laravel 6, but that's it. People are just going to sit on this version for a long time. I think the, the guaranteed support was two years. And so they're, they're just not going to upgrade, or Laravel's not going to make that many releases then after this. 
I was super concerned. So there was uh, an increase going into Laravel 6, but when that was announced uh, as part of it, I just, I was worried that that, again, that would be it. So I continued to save. Uh, I, I continued to kind of knuckle down. Of course, I got ready for, for the Laravel, uh, what I thought at the time would be the Laravel 6.1 shift, uh, but at that point they had moved to semantic versioning. So I was just really concerned that I would not see a similar uptick for Laravel 7, kind of because of this uh, LTS version. So, you know, I kept grinding during those few months. I actually started to make shifts for other categories. I'll talk more about that in another episode. Uh, but I really worked uh, on things over the summer. Uh, and then I actually had the opportunity to speak at Laracon again uh, in 2019. So in August 2019, uh, I gave a similar talk, this time called the Shifty Bits within Laravel. So I kind of took a look at features that were less commonly used in Laravel applications. Things, again, that were driven by uh, data that was coming from Shift. So that September, for the release of Laravel, Shift hit a new monthly high of 20K. You know, so coming off of Laracon, it was a huge boost. But at that point, I finally felt comfortable working on Shift full-time. Even just the ability to take that month's revenue gave me another probably two-year runway. Uh, and it also helped ease my mind about the LTS version. Uh, because clearly people were still upgrading. Clearly there was still an audience to reach, again, coming off of Laracon and... Uh, I also, at that point, introduced uh, subscriptions. Again, another feature that I can talk about in the next episode. Uh, this one, I really just wanted to keep it short and focus on, you know, when I finally went full-time. And, and I say the word finally because I think there was a missed opportunity. I think Shift in the end has gotten to where it always could have gotten. It, it's reached its potential, but I think... Honestly, it probably took longer because I didn't go full-time on shift earlier. I think I probably lost about two or three years worth of momentum. So to think that shift could be right now two or three years farther down the line right now than it is, there's a lot of things of, of kind of what could have been. Uh, again, no regrets because uh, I'm very happy with where shift is. Shift is still successful, I, I, so I don't think it's anything I uh, messed up. I just think that momentum, that that initial trajectory, you know, would have been enough of a sign for maybe a, a more seasoned founder that could have said that this thing's growing like crazy. Uh, let's let's keep this up. Let's let's put you know some more time into this, and uh, I just didn't look at it that way. So it, you know, it, it's all the same in the end, really. I guess you could say, just kind of wavy of hands. But um, I do wonder, you know would shift have been two or three years farther down the road had I gone full-time earlier. So again, no regrets, uh, happy with shift, but definitely something to share for, for other founders out there that may be in, in similar positions. You know, look at your revenue, look at uh, your growth rates, and, and just, you know, make sure that you're considering everything. So with that, uh, until the next episode. Show notes for this episode can be found at basecodefieldguide.com slash 52.